0: Welcome to the Access Church podcast. Grab out your note sheet and let's jump right into today's sermon.
1: I absolutely 100% see color. Yeah. I see it, and I think it's great that we all come from these different backgrounds. Um, but the, the country is hurting, man. The black community is mad, is frustrated, is pissed off, and. Everything everybody is saying isn't right, and everything everybody is saying isn't always wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know. I I don't know what to say, what to do. Um, I have a white wife at home and some little mixed kids getting ready to go off to college, and it's like- Does that bring up discussion? Oh (laughs) brother, let me tell you. (laughs) Does it bring up discussion? (laughs) Oh man, yes indeed, yes, yes. Because I know my wife as Barbara, not as the Mm -hmm. white female. She's Barbara, you're Brian. So I love the community of where we're at. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm not in El Segundo, so I don't know, but I know small town SoCal here in Temecula Marietta. You know, my kids didn't grow up with a lot of the stuff that that I dealt with growing up in Mississippi, you know?
0: well, that's where we balance out. We were talking about this. Has progress been made? Because sometimes we could feel like, and maybe we do feel like, are we going back to square one? Are we going back to square one? Or progress has been made, but we gotta, some of these things bubble up, areas where we gotta continue to progress. And I'm curious, or do we feel like, nah, if I'm honest, progress
2: hasn't been made. Um, if I'm honest, I would say no. Give me I say that we've again. done really good with masking, okay. putting on a good mask, putting on a good face to show that progress has been made. But if you look at the economical disparity, if you look at the social constructs, if you look at the news, I never see, I never see African-American cops physically trying to hurt someone of a different race. Mm. But I'm consistently bombarded. With other cops of other, you know, white cops right. constantly bombarding African American people.
3: Yeah.
2: Period. And especially the darker ones. Mm. If you look at that, I don't think we made that much progress. I think it's a heart issue. I know it's a heart issue. I know that it has never gone away.
3: Mm.
2: You 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 we had the the deep, deep slavery, then you had the systemic racism, then you had the Jim Crow's law, mm-hmm. and then you had all of these other things that were going on. And I don't. Th- I think we've done really good at just kind of keeping the bubble down, and now it's been like a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. You done pushed it down, pushed it down, pushed it down, pushed it down, and now you're seeing it coming out. Whatever you put in is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And I think you're starting to see it so it may have looked like everything was fine because fear if you if you if you go out there and there's no consequences for your action and you're constantly seeing your race die and die and die and die and, die and get brutally murdered then that fear will stabilize anything yeah. so i don't think you know i think you get so scared that you're paralyzed you can't move Yeah. you can't do the right thing you're scared to go out there and do like Dr. King did. What happened to him? Standing on the balcony and there you go, boom. You shoot him, I mean, it's it's like, who else gonna wanna take that reign? Mm-hmm. He even said it, like any other man, I'd like to have a life full of longevity. Mm-hmm. But if that is not in my plan, and I'm gonna do God's will. You know, so it's like, you know, when you hear that kind of stuff, then no one else wants to pick up that baton to try to say, OK, we still got a problem, but
0: Do you feel like will the, I live? And am I hearing you right as far as then, let's say, within the black community, that, that there is a vacuum of leadership like Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. because of that fear? Am I hearing you right And yeah. as far as then it creates a fear that then things stay masked because there's no leader taking it? For that's, that's,
2: that, that's what you're hearing. Okay. Yeah. And I think we dropped the ball as far as all of us together, because we should have taken that ball and ran with it. You see it, we see it, because you can hear leaders now saying, yep, there is a disparity. That didn't just come up out of the blue. Everybody knew there was a disparity, but no one wanted to talk about it until our young people got out on the street and start saying, hey. I think that
0: takes us to this is where I see at least the conversation where these different views of like, even within disparity, and how do we solve certain things, right? As far as um, there's a discussion where they were saying, okay, but how do we look at disparity as far as uh, within the black community, as far as the difference, like two parent homes versus one parent homes? where the disparity was almost negligent, and Mm -hmm. I I don't have the stats in front of me, so this was a discussion panel. So then that's when my brain's like, man, we got, you know, keep families married. Yep, keep families Um, together. Family, you know, nucleus together. I see churches that have been broken down where all of a sudden you take a strong faith out of the community. Mm -hmm. And I'd say this almost all ethnicities where the faith has been taken out to speak into our lives, right? So we got all these things is it a complex thing where there's issues as far as cross races within each races? And that's where it's like, we got to take care of some, like the masking. What does it mean to unmask? If it was like, all right, racism is just as bad. What would be some things for you to be like, this needs to get unmasked. Is it a heart thing or is it, is it policies and procedure and lines? like What is it in your mind? And I know you're just speaking for yourself, yeah. but I'm I hear that, and it sounds big to me. Where it's like, okay, what do we do to begin but it to is unmask? Big. What would that look like to unmask those things and begin to move forward? Or is that just something you're like, I don't know. I just know it's happening.
2: Just like you said, the family structure has to be strong. You got to get. You got. You got to get back to the basic of the household. You got to get it taught right in school. When you. When I was in school, all we saw when they was talking about Black history was people hosing like black, mm. black people down or the slavery times or in bondage and chains and stuff. How does, how does that make anyone walk out of a classroom and feel like they're important or they matter? We gotta get all of those things right. And, and instead of showing all the different black inventors what they contributed to society, we tend to just focus right there on that category, you know, of the bad side what does that do to an individual when they walk out amongst their peers how proud of themselves are they when they're showing that everybody else you know, Abe, you know Benjamin Franklin developed the light bulb or whatever mm-hmm. well who helped him mm-hmm. there were there were african americans mm-hmm. <laughs> Developed the laminate in it. I mean, but do we even talk about that? You never even know that. So you saying even in education. Even in the education, so you man, got your homes, you got your education, you got your church, you got your political systems, you got your social constructs, you got your yeah. economical disparity. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, and then the police. Yeah. You got it all over. Mm-hmm. So it's like you. We're constantly been phased. Like Brian said, he's fearful of now. That fear that you experience, I experience every single day of my life. I'm fearful every time I walk out. Even in a little small Marietta, I walk out and people calling out names to me as they go by Clinton Keith, And I'm just walking, just doing things that any normal person would do. I don't deserve that. I'm not said anything to this person or that person to have a belligerent name I don't even walk anymore unless I have my sons or somebody walk with me. I don't like to walk by myself and I love walking. Mm-hmm. I should have that privilege and that freedom to be, feel like I can just walk out without that fear. Anytime my sons and walk out of the house, I'm terrified that if they're going to come back or not, if I'm going to get a call, if I'm going to have to go, And bail them out of jail, and Lord help if I have to do something even worse than bailing them out of jail. It's just like, and they're great kids. They've been raised correctly. They're model citizens. I shouldn't have to be so fearful. And so the fear that you experience, I live, breathe, eat, sleep, dream, that kind of fear. And that's then you talk about what lessons of African-American life? Stress you look it up, our numbers are astronomically high. Because this is stress.
0: This is where this discussion is so important. I'll speak for myself, that's where um, sometimes I think where I fault is I'll hear issues like this, and to me it becomes very, you know, kind of intellectualize it. Right. You know, well, how do you solve anything like this? If I'm honest, I probably have sensed interactions, I walked away, I'm like, oh, that didn't really go well. And I think it was because, and and I could be saying this wrong, so if you guys have felt this way, but I'm like, I think they wanted empathy, not my questions and debate at times.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: As far as, because I don't have that fear, my kids don't have that Mm -hmm. fear. And so just the ability to stop and say, I feel like sometimes we're getting in these intellectual debates in society and people are like, wait, stop, the reason there's, We're not endorsing the writing. Right. But there needs to be an expression of, hey, I see you're angry. Mm -hmm. And I feel, and if that doesn't happen, then it feels like we almost have to start with empathy before we get too far into this. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like if I'm honest, I probably fall short because when you don't feel it, it's like, I mean, as a pastor, I deal a lot like with abuse people. And and with abuse, if you start trying to problem solve too, they're just hurting.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's like, you just, Don't try to call it their behavior right now. You just gotta deal with that and then healing comes later on. Is that fairly accurate? We gotta watch ourselves in our interactions of trying to be like, you know, hey, let's do cross-cultural talk. Then all of a sudden we intellectualize and people are like, wait a second, you're not feeling me at all. (laughs) And I'm out, I'm not gonna share now. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say um, sometimes you just, um,
1: I think right now we don't, and I say we, um, I think we as a black culture, as a black community right now, sometimes, I don't want you to ask me about how we fix it. You know, next Wednesday, I may be comfortable with hearing that, <laughs> but at some point, I don't want you to say, okay, how do we fix this problem? Because it's deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really deep. I, I don't know how you fix it, because the thing about it, you can't go back and change what happened, but I can't create a new history. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we're at is starting in conversations like this to help to create a new history to to bring up these conversations, because historically nobody was willing to do this honestly. Right. And I think that's kind of the problem Um, from the. Now, the white pastor that has the mixed church to the NFL owners like everybody know that you know probably and i'll take a guess 70 80 percent of the nfl is made up of of black guys yeah so you know if you really wanted to stop something we could stop the nba we could stop the
0: nfl and they're talking about it and going to black colleges as far as like why don't we support uh more black colleges and take all that money that goes to and i hate (laughs) to go there but i mean
1: yeah it's happening it's not their five star recruits say you know what Yeah, I'm gonna go support my HBCU because yeah. that's what it was mm-hmm. before. Yeah, and we're not gonna go to the Alabamas and we're not gonna go to the LSU. Go Tigers! Um, All right. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but I mean, if that starts to happen yeah. on a larger scale, then you are gonna have to change, and and it's gonna have to be a change. People are gonna have to be like, okay, the, and again. I, I'm so glad that we're now saying the black community, because again, just me personally, you know, the whole African-American thing, I've been, to, you know, Marine Corps been Africa, I know how, kind of how they felt, you know, about some things. They're yeah. like, ah, you, you're an American. <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing to do with what happened <laughs> over here. So I'm kind of like, so the fact they say, dude, the, yeah. the word black is coming, I'm like,
4: yes, we're
1: back. <laughs> um, things can't happen. Things can change. Um, And I think it's starting with people finally saying, we wasn't kneeling because of the national anthem. We was in the Marine Corps, we was in the Navy, we was in the Army, we were firefighters, we were cops. It had nothing to do with the national anthem. What it had to do with was what was going on. And it was a very quiet, silent protest. And I love the friends of mine who've now come out and said, Bro, now I see exactly what, what my man Colin Kaepernick was saying. He was like, I, I see it now.
0: And I'm like, great. Let me, let me ask you this. Let's let's just get real. So because uh, I think we talked a little bit about this, um, right? Did we talk about uh, Colin Kaepernick and um, support yes. with that? This is where personally I get convoluted is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said that right? It's the content of character color of skin that's what we're shooting for and so when i look at people leading uh i'm looking at the content of their character like so him kneeling saying to me it's like that's the beauty of america you know and freedom and things like that and um, but am i missing the point when i think for me i was like yeah that's fine that's fine and then when it was cops with the pig on it that i thought was when he wore those in a game and that's when the, I think it became really divisive. I think he was kinda of like riding the line and then I remember the news, you know, just blew up. But it it was so um it incited a lot. But I also know sometimes the make a point what I've heard is sometimes you gotta incite to make a point. But I think at what point then do we lose truly and so that was tough for me because again as a as a pastor like um I've got to love everybody, all different colors. I've got police officers, good-hearted police officers. Right. Like that I saw immediately what happened to them as far as all of a sudden that community, and even now when I talk to police officers, fearful full like we're going to, we're gonna get like they're feeling and so what would you say to me like when I look at that and go, yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Then I'm like, ah. Can't get behind that and so now am I throwing the baby out with the bathwater or what does that look like when it's like man I just wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't agree with anyone who did that as far as calling out people that they put their lines on the every day. I could be wrong. Most of them I think do there's there's always bad apples and everything. Right. When you hear that, especially let's be honest, from a white person I just said that. What are the things that come up as far as you might be missing this or
4: I hear you here, or that's baloney. Uh, when we talked a week ago about the situation, um, him wearing the pig socks, I completely agree with you. I think there could have been a better way of him trying right. to get the message across, especially with after taking the knee. But I feel like the media and the news pinpointing on that is just diverting away the attention on what, why he actually took the knee in the first place. So it's to get your mind off of, okay, he did something that could be monumental. So I started a movement and then he just wore pig socks and now it's like all right he's completely bad like his his right or when he took the knee it wasn't with good intent Mm -hmm. on trying to fix a problem that's going on so i think it's just a mechanism that they try to do to try to like not get the uh, the momentum of like the social injustices that african americans were facing at the time and are still facing currently and just pinpointing on something that doesn't really matter in a sense. Like, yeah, he wore some socks.
0: Brian, from your experience, there's a brotherhood and a sisterhood within, um, you know, law enforcement. And it, it, I, I would maybe rightfully or wrongfully equate it with the military as far as you're going through it to intense experiences. Um, just your experience and seeing this, this relationship um, that, uh, and obviously geographically it can vary and all those kinds of things. So whether it's within the community you work or just as you talk to law enforcement or your experiences even just, um, what is that like as far as just the, here's what I'm hearing, I could be off. I'm not a police officer that is truly racist. Like they might not say it, but they're gonna rough, they're gonna rough up someone black a little bit more um, versus some cops start off good is what I hear. And then if you're working in a certain community, you get jaded real quickly when it's that repetitive of we're dealing with the same thing and then you begin to view everybody that way. Um, that's another thing that I hear uh, versus we just need better training. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, th- these reactions and responses, these are untrained people overreacting and um, and it's happening to a certain minority community more. You have all these things that at least I've heard any perspective, or are you kind of like, man, I'm just as confused, even though I've been in law enforcement. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of yes, curious. I have Yes, been. yes. <laughs> so I um, just, you know, like in your perspective, I haven't been yeah. there. You know, it's it's interesting. It's like
5: growing up, you know, in the in in conservative family with um, with the dad who was just like, you know, it's this way, it's this way, and then getting hired at a, at a police department that's very paramilitary. I mean, right next to, to Camp Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the city and the police department did a good job of hiring, you know, across the board, cross right. cultural. I mean, there was a lot of you know, big black community in there, it's big Samoan community because there's so many, so many Samoans in the Back Gate area. Um, we, we had Asians, we had females. Right. You know, um, there was uh, some some black female officers there. There was some, ooh, I think, a couple Asians. Yeah. So they did a really good yeah. job. The other thing that they did and um, uh, Lieutenant Joe Young was was he was part of this cultural diversity when it came and it was like, Okay, we are going to get a certain amount of cultural diversity a year. It's mandated. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, of course, you know, we were like, uh, we don't like training, that type of thing. Having gone through it and gone through it so you know, so many for so many years, every single year, absolutely is necessary. Mm-hmm. And if, if these police departments aren't doing this They're,
0: they're wrong. They're missing
5: out. Yeah. uh, For instance, there was in the Asian community, you know, if you're going to a domestic violence call or something like that, the protocol is separate the two parties. More importantly, if it's a combative situation, separate the combatives, you know, with one another. In the Asian community, it is a sign of disrespect to take the wife away from viewpoint of the husband, let alone take her in the bedroom. Gotcha. Didn't even think twice. Twice about. Now I don't know if I if I did that or not. I probably did because mm-hmm. I came across many, um, you know, in the Asian community. Right. And if they're in a one if they're a one bedroom apartment, my partner's talking to the husband, yeah. or I'm talking to husband, My partner's talking to the wife, opposite of each other because we need to get separate statements from one another. And no, no, big time no, no. You just um, had I not gone through that training. Training, you would have violated some some culture there. Um, so, I can't speak for, for other departments, and I know that was part of your question, I can only speak for how absolutely. I was yeah. trained. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in certain neighborhoods where there's just the same people doing the same stuff, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it, man. And I would be, um, I'd be trying to fool a, yeah. a fool by saying it's not there, it's there. Yeah. Um, I think for the majority, the 99% of yeah. the, the good police officers they want to do a good job, they, do, yeah. they really do. Um, Crosspoint's full of cops and firemen. Um, <laughs> Access is full of uh, yeah, cops and up. firemen. Um, are there bad apples? Yeah, there, there are, and they get weeded out. You look at the um, the Minnesota situation, and the, the media, the, the news is coming out, like that guy had had several Which blows me away. incidents. Yep. Where's the leadership yep. there to say, whoa, 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 time out, some- why <laughs> isn't this guy, why isn't he off the street? 100%. If he's constantly in a war zone, maybe he's seen war for yep. too long. Let's pull him out of the downtown area and let's put him over here where he's, yep. where he's chasing
0: alarm calls. You know, speakers, <laughs> Get him out. Get yes. him out. Yeah, well, now we're so, talking reform that yeah. I think we all see needs to happen. Yeah. I think I think everybody agrees. how far we go, how, that, that's up to, I think debate is good. You know, Everybody wants to silence everybody. It's like, right. no, let the, that's radical. Just let the discussions happen. And, and with that so I appreciate you sharing that because um, that plays into it as far mm-hmm. as I believe that there's some bad apples they're bad they're secret they get in there they don't they're not honest and they view and treat people I think that's a memory, even in our country um, but they tend to be the loudest or do the, the most horrible things that are graphic that are horrible yeah but then you got some I see good people and and I've seen this in the military too where they see too much and everyone's different some guys could do like three tours come back. Good. They love their what I'm like, how do you do it? I've seen other guys, one tour, they're never the same. Yeah. So you're, you're speaking and, you are know, speaking. And, right. and I'll even right. add to,
1: um, and this would be a question. I mean, you were in the, in the, um, you know, your husband also, but I mean, is there training communities, um, for like police officer? And I say that in a, in essence, I, I heard somebody talk about like, uh, parts of um, New York or Chicago where when you come off when you graduate, you get put into a, a training district, which is predominantly inner city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you progress through your career, you get put into a quote unquote,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
1: retirement district, yes. which is, I hate to say it, it's predominantly <laughs> a white community that's well off, that's gated communities that don't allow that to happen. I mean, is that a true thing? I'm assuming it
5: is. When you come out of the academy, yeah, you're put into a training a training phase. Normally it's about a 16-week training phase, and you're with three different training officers. And then when you go back to you finish your training, you go back to the other one. Yeah, you're going to get dumped in the middle of a war zone because they want to know if you can hang. Can you, can you hit that mark? Um, are you able to diversify your thoughts and actions and stuff like that to go out there and do the job that the city has hired you to do? Um, a lot of people don't make it out of training. Those they just can't hang the problem nowadays is is there's so many police officers that there's so many people that aren't looking at that job as that was that used to be a very noble job they nowhere. don't want it anymore nope. cops are taking bullets left yep. and right, right um for what sixty thousand dollars a year in the state of california where it costs an arm and a leg to live uh-huh I'm gonna go put that business degree to work for me and go work do <laughs> a sales job where I'm getting commission and there's no caps right. on that commission. Right. And guess what I'm not doing? I'm not dodging bullets. Yeah. All right. So they're hiring people. Are the hiring standards have they gone down? I don't know. I'm not in that position. Do All it. Right. If you're asking my honest opinion, I think they probably cut some corners to fill the to fill the beats. I mean, if you got a missing guy down there. If you've got a missing area in Temecula that is not being policed, okay, because of uh, lack of of fun, lack of hiring, you're just, people aren't there. That person who is working that area next to it, guess what they're doing? They're working a 12 hour shift because they got to cover it. Now they're tired. Now you're talking about um, tiredness, uh, lack of judgment, inability to make proper decisions because they're not fresh. So you look at all that, you look at the shortages and, and it all plays into that. Well, we're
0: seeing this, and I'm a numbers guy, I'll admit it, so, but Detroit, you know, they, they went bankrupt. And so part of uh, the consequences, is they cut the um, their police department by 20%. Uh, correlation, crime's gone up. Uh, they're not getting training. There's still all kinds of what can be viewed as racist or police brutality. I don't think they're getting the best. I think there's some that are so, frustrated or they're losing their minds. It reminds me of military stories. When I've counseled guys, that have been through the military and I'm like, oh my God, they've seen horrible things. And now they're responding horribly and they're not getting the help. And then the community responds with, it's just this ball that's just like, this is not good. So I'm seeing it in Detroit. I do have a question. This comes up in conversation. I think Jamal, we talked about it. And I forget your response. So, um, you might have one uh, to this, but some of the main communities that we see, um, urban environments, let's look at Minneapolis. You uh, have uh, high crime in um, Baltimore, incredibly high crime. Uh, and then, um, you know, Chicago, uh, those are areas. This is where I'm curious. Those are areas that predominantly they have black police chiefs, mm-hmm. almost all of them, black mayors, And if you look at the congressmen or the Senate, they're they're primarily uh, black people in those areas of power, right? Um, I think what baffles me is, and again, this is where I might be clueless, or you're like, Brian, you're racist. I'm just going to call it out. Like, I don't know. You know, that's where I'm just like, I don't know. But I see this, and I'm like, if anyone should have a heart to be like, we're going to change this, like, this has got to. Is it politicians, being politicians, no matter what color your skin, you get a little bit of money, you get a little bit of politics and you're making side deals? Or is it like, what, what's happening there? Um, what do you say to that? I'm just giving you conversations that have happened. Right. Do um, you hear that, or is it kind of like, yeah, I'm confused too. Or like, whoa, 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 let's look at this. Cause I'm, I'm seeing confused it these, too. I'm I'm see not, these, I'm these cities honest. and I'm like, how's that happening? Like, where's the leadership to say, these are, our people, in the sense of like, where <laughs> <Right, laughs> we right, share right, right, this, right. this heartache. Um, what are your even thoughts about that? As far as why, uh, I'm, I'm just as
1: confused. I don't know. I, I that's yeah. one of those. We, I don't. We, I didn't. Yeah, we that's gotta continue the
0: debate. Yeah, you on got that it right. It, I'm not
3: sure.
1: You <laughs> yeah, have and, no clue on that. Yeah.
0: You know, and just um, that breaks my heart. I'm just letting you know that breaks my heart. As far as like, that that's. That's got to be solved. Like you, you're in power. Like you're a mayor. Or you're a police. How much
2: power team. do they really have?
0: Great. Okay. Great question.
2: That, s- that's everybody and I, and I has a layer. Said, yeah. Everybody's got a boss and another boss right. and another right. boss. Right. And how much power do they really have? That's that is question. the question that's the root we've got to get right back to the root bro. i would love to ask that i would not that's yeah, for the that's news where, to say ask that question to, that's where you have to go back to and say okay did you try because maybe uh, quite a few of them have tried and come up with brilliant ideas but they were squashed down. they were shot down from the next level like i'm not putting my neck out on the line for that i'm not you doing that.
6: you can even go enough. higher than that i mean we yes. had a press- a black president for eight years, and what
0: was the D- Department of Justice? Um, we had a, uh, uh, two different black people in the Department of Justice, right? And that's another thing, too. That I don't know if it was in the black community or not, but Barack Obama. The reason I was stoked about Barack Obama, and um, I was stoked what he represented. I'm just speaking for me, like, whoo, like just 50, 60 years ago, it's like. He got voted, plenty of white people had to vote for him because we're still 60 for like, right,
3: right. and
0: so policy wise, probably some things I agree, some things I'm like, no, nope, but I'm like, boy, what that represents for a nation. I was stoked on that. Uh, my mom, I remember was stoked uh, and we talked about it and um, and then a little bit of surprise, as far as like, I thought in that racial equity, racial relations, I just thought, and what I heard from people was a little bit more with change, especially with the Department of Justice now trickle down the urban environments. I'm, from my perspective, and I mainly have worked within LA with homeless there, in minority communities there, nothing has changed no matter who's in power. That's how I feel like their issues are still the same, but I could be totally off on that. I'm just letting you know conversations that are yeah. happening.
2: But to me, if Barack Obama would, do, it would try anything that Trump tried, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked just got shot down it would have got shot down yeah you know and I think that people fought him left and right and right and left with a lot of his ideas and that he just didn't have even though he's the most powerful, you know up in the White House he probably didn't he still didn't have the power that he needed to have
0: yeah that's that coming together as far as there's still we gotta have the different cultures and ethnicities mm-hmm. come together to solve problems. It can't just be this community to this community. We gotta come together. Exactly. And that's what you're saying. If the mask isn't pulled off, it's always gonna repeat itself. Is that accurate? Right. It is still yeah. true. Yeah. I think we have the authority, but face. I think the people we have the mm-hmm. power, we do.
5: And I think we, re- I think we need to realize that. And if we can realize that we have the power to be the government has got the authority, mm-hmm. uh, I think we can start to, bring things together where we can, you know, like we talked about, love love on one another as opposed to hating on one another or judging one another or being so prideful that
0: we can't see love beyond the tip of our nose. I think what I've seen as hard is that I have an ideology and I don't want to move from it. Right. or um, well, I don't want to just acknowledge horrific things. Like I remember talking to people, I'm like, hey, have you seen the video? No, it's too horrific. It's like, you probably need to see it. Right, We're afraid mm-hmm. to be horrified. You, you need to see that. And what I'm seeing is where I needed to change is we've got to start with some empathy and conversations and just allowing happen. and we're not a good society with that. We like to inflame. We like to debate. We like to demolish people. We like to build them up and tear them down. We almost enjoy seeing that. So we have to relearn and even within our church, we have to relearn that to say, let's not be inflammatory. Let's be bridge builders. And Let's not first try to figure out what do we agree on, but let's first just say we're human beings. Let's hear each other's. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's the beginning of it. Exactly. You don't want to
1: un- you don't want to tear down one community just so you can, you know, try to build up another. Sure. That's not right. You can't Mm-mm. sit here and tear this group completely down to try to build this group up. That's not. It's not going to help anybody. Yeah. That's not going to help any situation. Um, you know the comment my mom always used growing up. She was like, you know how many presidents I've lived through. And I'm like. Probably a lot. She was like, and to be honest with you, my life hasn't changed significantly up or down with anybody that I voted for, right or wrong. Um, So it's it's always has been hilarious to me. I mean, you know, President Obama, you know, first black president, rah, rah, rah. But I mean, my life didn't change a whole lot. Can I be honest? My life really hasn't changed a whole lot with President Trump. Yeah. So I guess my point to that is for people to put that much authority over who's mm-hmm. president, really? Right. Really? You, you want to sit around and argue and comment on social media over the president? Mm-hmm. Really? Because last time I checked within this community, there's a God in heaven that's in charge of all of us. And if we're going to speak truth about it, that's the person that's in charge of. So we got to get back to the root of this where we are raising our kids up the way they're supposed to be raised. And it starts here so that when they the next 20 years, when you have your kids and your family, maybe we can see this change blossom to the right. Because I, for me, yeah, we're gonna continue to vote, but
0: how much of that is, is really gonna change? your? How much have your life really changed? Well, and that, here's the problem that I see is, for a lot of us that aren't affected, like when you talk about that fear, and a lot of us that don't feel that fear, we don't want things to change because right. my life's pretty good.
2: That's it. Right? And so <laughs> if I don't talk to
0: you, right? And don't know about your fear. It's true. So mm-hmm. if I don't know you, but then if I see you post something, I'm like, want to change things. I like things that way, you know? <laughs> yes, I mean, let's, yes, be, right? let's yes, be honest, yes, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I'm right. know i okay. talking about other people, not me. Okay. I, mean, I would never, yeah. right. I'm talking uh, about uh, other somebody. people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Somebody yeah. else. Somebody else, right? Yeah. I'm all, those white people. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm white, all right. Um, no, this can happen within any culture. Once right. we, all of a sudden, then I can, and so that's why I'm amazed with Christians. Let's bring this to Christianity. Right. I'm amazed that we get more fired up over American politics.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the gospel
0: of Jesus. Yes. yes, that's right. And and the the mission of Jesus as far as he turned upside down every cultural thing. He addressed racism. Yep. Huge, which the church struggled with from the beginning by the way. Okay. We had right right when the church was started, we had women need to be fed and we had Jewish women, non-Jewish women and there's favoritism. And they weren't getting food. And so they raised the ruckus and the church had to address it. So racism there, Jesus addressed it, women being diminished, children being diminished, where he said, let the children come to me. They were considered property. You had children, so your land would be protected. So he addressed all these things, but we get fired up over uh, things that I don't think God does. And so the church is at the forefront, um, you know, of that. And so I'm OK with police reform. Uh, and at different levels that that needs to happen. Um, And if it's gonna be good for Americans and for that community, and that community might need something different than this community, uh, okay with that. Um, Okay with other policy changes or just things it's like, is it good for Americans? And is it help out brothers and sisters because we're all Americans. And let's look at our history saying, yeah, there's been damage in things done that we can help bridge and we're afraid to, have those conversations, but the more I know you, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I can feel that. Where if I don't, if we don't know each other, I think that's where we lack.
5: I um, think Byron, Byron step said it best though, and you alluded to it as well. It starts in the family. And I was gonna wait to say this is, you know, I remember I always had a soft spot in my heart for, for the youngsters, especially the young males. I remember when I was gone, there was a neighbor. It was almost like in Virginia, there was almost like, when my dad was deployed, this this gentleman was home, and he would uh, he'd kind of take me under under his wing and be like, "Hey man, grades are good. You know, you listen to your mom and stuff like that." And it wasn't like, well, "Why are you checking up on me?" Right. You know, my my dad's gone. You know, who are right you? Here, it was right like there. he was he was genuine in his words, and so he I always took that he cared, and it was it was very very apparent. Um, his delivery of what he said was very caring, and I, and I got that, and I grasped it. So I always remember when it was come, you know, the end of my shift or something, graveyard shift, or whatever. I would always sit like right here because the little bad boy bench was right there. The, the juveniles would get in trouble, and they come and they get handcuffed to the bench or something. And I always took it as an opportunity to, you know, hey, we'll, you know, find out what's going on. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it would be, I don't know, father at home, and I don't have a, a male father figure to put their foot on my butt, saying, "You shouldn't have." There was no accountability. And it, it's got to start at home. It does, and unfortunately, it's not there. But if we know that's the problem, what can we do? You talk about change, Brian. You talked about change. Well, let's change that. If we know that's the thing, and you know, how can we come together as a community and really start to break that down and say, okay, here's a. Sol- we know the problem. Here's a solution, and let's look at a
0: the bigger solution of it. Well, I think there's people that are solving it, but our society doesn't. There's some amazing people but we don't shine a light because they're not raising a ruckus. They're not doing crazy things, but there's some phenomenal people. We got to look to people that are that are also solving the problem, um, that they're, they're they're out there. Um, sometimes they don't get the credit. I'm talking within the police. Um, there is communities where they have already done reform. They just don't get credit. Right. And then within these communities, there's people that are re- redoing education. Like I'm blown away in New York city, uh, there's a charter school, I'm forgetting the name of it, but uh, this man is doing a phenomenal job building the family, building education, graduating African-Americans at high rates, get them to amazing schools And New York City, uh, wants to defund charter schools, not give parents. And I'm like, this could mm-hmm. help out the black community so much because some parents are like, I want my kid to get out of here, right. but the city's saying you have no options right. and yeah, they have a, a 1500 person waiting list. Um, in these communities, and that's what breaks my heart. Is there's, there's people that are doing it. Jose, I could tell you, your your brain was going. Did you have a, a thought or as we're discussing this?
6: I don't know. It's just these. It's, it's the more we discuss things, it's just apparent that these are all just symptoms to a, a bigger problem. You know, and and you know, you bringing up the the church. Like, what what is the church's responsibility? I'm gonna say responsible. But I can't think of another word. Like what? And, and I think in our American history, we, the church has done a horrible job. Everything continues to be, has continued, you know, segregated with, you know, black churches, white churches, and and it, there hasn't been a a big enough effort to reconcile the races. You know what I mean? So like, where racial reconciliation? Where who? who has that, that responsibility? You know, as from a, coming from a church, you know, mm-hmm. you being a white pastor, like what what is your responsibility from, as your mission from God to reach out to those in need? Like we, we see a need, but sometimes we don't want to see, like you were saying, we don't want to see it. We don't want to take, see the severity of what's going on. Or maybe sometimes we don't want to admit Um, the bigger problem because we're forced, like you were saying earlier, we're forced to pick a side. Because if we say, yeah, there's a racial problem, all of a sudden I'm a Christian that's being viewed as a liberal because I'm siding with this group. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, And we do not want to be labeled that way so we don't say anything or we don't do our part to keep this going and keep this momentum going to to create reform, you know what I mean? So I, I think it, we also have to think about it as from, as, as a Christian, taking the Christian stand on what we having allegiance to Jesus first, you know, instead of, you know, because everything right now in this country is so political, instead of being left, right, Republican, Democrat, this or that, you know. Well, just, and I
0: feel like as Christians, we need to form a pathway because I don't necessarily want to partner with anyone on any side that's going to have also multiple ulterior motives. Right. Um, and so I think that's, what's dangerous is that then you're wrapping it up into this political organization that as a church, I'm like, I, I don't, I, I think both sides sleep in the same bed and talk about different sides of their mouth. If I'm honest, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm like, wait a second, why are you pitting us average people against each other? Both of you, There's a lot of backroom things, crazy things going on that that have kept up to where it's like, either one in power, things stay the same, which makes me begin to say, so the church has to form its own pathway. So I am apprehensive to say, I'm gonna back that organization because I'm like, well, unless they follow Jesus Christ, they're gonna mix in all kinds of things. That's gonna be a convoluted message. As a Christian, how does this shape us, our action, moving forward on it, our engagement? I mean, Jamal, for you, what does that look like as far as how your faith forms this and how do you bring your faith into something like this? Because I've seen especially young people become activists in different things in life. And especially at a young age, it's a great time to be, I think an activist, to be honest. Um, you got a lot of energy, you don't have kids, but you're forming <laughs> ideas and you're, you, I think it's a great time. Um, but I've also seen some kind of leave their faith behind and just be act, you know, active in certain social issues. It could be a variety of ones. What does it look like for you to integrate your faith? And is that hard to
4: integrate your faith on this type of a uh, issue? I feel like it is a tricky situation on how to integrate it with certain people because they might not be religious or believe in any type of thing. So you definitely have to figure out your audience and who you're trying to appeal to and try to make that change in a certain way. But if you do see a certain audience that might favor to your faith or your religion, then you might be able to say things differently to them in order for them to understand it versus if I look this way, she doesn't believe in anything, then I have to talk based off of just like humanity and normal and like start thinking about science and all the other stuff that people believe in or might put their faith in and stuff. So You got to know your audience. Yes, yeah, sir. Mm-hmm. What does it look for you moving forward? Um You're part of this discussion
0: Um uh, and we appreciate you hanging around us older people. And, uh, <laughs> no, I seriously, I, I just um, and what does, what does it look like for you moving forward? And I mean, do you, what What suggestions for you? Maybe is like, Hey, I just encourage you guys as you move forward. I mean, do you have, what are some thoughts and it might not be fully baked, but as you're, as you're wrestling with this or seeing this, what are some of your thoughts that for yourself
4: personally, as a Christian or even for us, uh, moving forward, I'm I'm definitely thinking on how I personally can make a change in what's going on in the world. Because ever since I was young, I've had uh, older people, elderly people come up to me and tell me that I'm gonna be the next president or something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand, like, why they would say that to me because I never went into politics. I'm I'm not political at all. Like I'd I stay away from the topic. If you start talking about sports, I'm with it. But <laughs> but as I as I've gotten older and I've seen more and more on T V, yeah. read more and like social media, I'm starting to see more of where my passion would be put towards or my energy would be put towards in trying to help certain situations and especially now, it's just it's a lot on me personally. Mm-hmm. Like I've been battling these last two weeks specifically
3: yeah.
4: or past month and a half, I'll go back to say, just thinking on like what I can do and like, how do I go? Cause I've been getting so many different mixed emotions sure. with everything that's going on. I've had friends that have never reached out to me in like this way of like, Jamal, I love you. I care for you. Mm-hmm. Like everything that's going on, I'm here for you. And this, I just didn't. I just didn't know how to take that. And I know their intentions are good, but it's, it's just like, why are we even at that point where you have to tell me, like, you love me, you care for me if anything happens, or like, I was blind to it, now I see yeah. type stuff. And it's just, it breaks my heart. Like, I, I just don't know how to really deal with it inside. And I've talked to my brothers, my dad, my friends, mom, and, I think it really hit home with me like three weeks ago when she had called me on FaceTime because I was up in El Segundo, I was doing protests. So I went to three protests in a span of a week, still trying to uh, do finals week there for school. And so, <laughs> and so she's calling me, she's like, Jamal, please be safe. And every time on FaceTime, my mom's crying. And it's like, I shouldn't have to live like this of, where every time I step out, both my parents are fearful that I might not be coming home or they have to check in with me every 10 minutes, like Jamal, are you safe? Are you good? And it's just like, how can I change this from happening? Because you always want to see your family members, your loved ones happy with whatever you're doing. But I'm seeing that they're happy, but also crying. It's like, how do I deal with this? And still try to deal with my social life and everything that I go through. It's just a lot, right? But again, you just have to keep faith and always revert back to what you're taught and what's been put into you. And I've been blessed to have everything that I need to succeed in life. And mm-hmm. so, it almost
0: sounds like all I'm you say is, I just need time to process and grieve. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do right now. Yeah. And then things as, Hopefully, move forward, things will get clarity. Is that pretty accurate? It's like, hey, if I'm honest right now, there's just there's so much going on. I need time Definitely. to. Yeah, to say, yeah.
2: I think he exhibits his faith, like even when he's protesting, because his sign that he made, it says, "All lives matter, blacks just have it harder." I've seen that one. That's yes. A good one. Yes. a lot of people have come <laughs> up to him and walked up to him and taken pictures. With him, with that sign, so even with his sign, his faith was coming out. He's already. we I was like, yes, when I saw that sign, I was like, thank you, Lord. He's got it. He knows that every life is important, not just black lives. If it wasn't and, awkward, I'd get up and hug you. But yeah.
0: I, I mean, <laughs> I just, that's so I mean, cool, you know, man. Blacks I,
2: just have it harder. Yeah. That part cuts a little bit, but it is so true, yeah. because he he's not blinded to the fact that it that it that he's having, it, that we have it harder. He just knows that every life matter, and people were coming up, man, how did you, where did yeah, you get that yeah. sign from? And taking pictures and saying how much they enjoy. And to me, that's Christ. That's Christ. He came to seek and save everyone that was lost, not just some of us, just everyone. And so when he said all, that word in, in, in and of itself encompasses everyone. And so I was just like, wow, that's your faith right there that's your faith coming through right there and you didn't even realize it when you made that sign and how much attention it got you know that lets you know how christ draws people and that tugs on your heart and pulls people together and i think that that was just like
0: amazing jesus says that blessed are the peacemakers and it sounds
2: like you have a unique ability Mm -hmm. maybe
0: to speak truth while being a peacemaker where some people speak truth, but it's inflammatory, and then it becomes divisive. Right. And that's a unique giftedness that we need um, you know, in the church, in relationships, uh, you know, in our society. Uh, so that's really, really cool There, Can I just ask you, um, everyone has these different opinions on the protest and most people haven't even participated, um, or they've only seen the riots and, they, and then they clump it. Again, we generalize, right? We just generalize, ah, that's it, uh, right? What has it been like for you Um, As far as good or bad, um, surprising
4: or sad, like what's three protests, just what's it personally been like for you? The very first protest I went to, I wanted my friends to come to me and they're African-American as well. One of them gave me a hard time. He was like, I can't, I asked him why. Mm -hmm. And so he gave me his reasoning or his belief on why he didn't want to do it. And the main reason was the rioting. Like he just thought it would lead to destruction or he would be caught in something yeah besides the message that we're trying to get out and so when i sat down and talked to him i was like if you come like it's not going to be any of that like and then i just basically explained how like i i respected his decision but then i also kind of was like come on like i've known you longer like (laughs) you're better than that like Come on, let's go. <laughs> screws like, down on yeah, it, right? But, but I, also, I also gave him the option. I was like, I'm not forcing you to do yeah. anything because of course you are your person. Like, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. I'll go by myself. And so after we sat down and talked, he was like, I do see your point. He was like, I was thinking like, not in the right mindset. And so he ended up coming with me, but it's been nice to see in El Segundo, which is a predominantly white area city the people that I went to school with that I know that I've either coached, taught, helped in after school programs, stand up for something that they believe in, even if their parents might not or their grandparents might not believe in it. And it was just one of those things where when they called me out for the second one, they're like, Jamal, come, come march with us, come walk. And I'm like, okay, like I I will stop everything I'm doing. Like I, 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 I took off work early, I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Like you're calling on yeah. me, I'm, I'm all with it. Wow. And we marched for three hours that day. Huh. And so I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And then the the third one we had, I, I don't even know how many people yeah. we had, but we had a, a lot of people out there. Wow. And the police actually helped escort us through the city and mm-hmm. as we marched and it was just nice to see because when I first got there it was such, I had such a hard time or not a hard time but I had a difficult time I was the only black person in my classrooms like certain situations were just put on me yeah and it was it was a a lot to deal with especially so at a young age yeah yeah and so to see where it's going now uh-huh. I'm I was inspired myself because it was something I've always wanted to do was march as well, but I didn't know if I would have the numbers. And with them marching with me, it, it was like, okay, I have the numbers, people are with me, like, let's do this, and so.
2: And Jamal can only march like in areas like, if, it's, if anything pops off rioting or something, Jamal knows that he has to get out of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So his his father and I, we've already told him yeah, that. That's know. my promise. Like, like that if is, it pops off. You know, you have if it's popped off, yeah. you have got to go because you're not involved in that. But it has you not know, No, you, you are here to. to create the yeah, message, awesome. not yeah. not the violence. And I think, we're not a part of that. And would we all agree like
0: racism, bad, we gotta go after it. Mm-hmm. got gotta go after it. Yeah. Discuss it, go after it, unmask it. Eventually, we've got to get to some problem solving or we're just gonna repeat. We talk about it, repeat, we talk about it, repeat. Um, that riding, looting, showing anger that destroys other people, or we've had, I think, over 20 people die now and over half of those black in the midst of this. riding, looting, know it. if you're angry, rightfully so, but that's... Or is that something that's kinda like, eh, Brian, you don't understand. Like if my voice isn't heard, things are gonna burn. And I, and I ask that honestly, as far as like, this is again, discussions I've had, where I've had people like, they pause. And I'm like, did I say something? They're like, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I'm like, walk me through. Cause in my mind, do we agree on something like that? I, I saw you were gonna answer
4: to Yeah, I would say in the areas where it majorly impacted or where the, let's just say Minnesota, Minneapolis, where. Right. where it happened for them to protest and riot out there i can understand more because it's it's hitting home it's right where they're at and they want to make their voices heard or yeah make their voices heard the most and so them rioting, it's it's just that the frustration that brings up aggression and they have to express it somehow in order for people to understand they might if i just go out and start speaking okay but if I destroy mm-hmm. something to, to, and then start speaking, I have your attention, right? If I just, if everybody was talking right now and I just started mumbling, you wouldn't understand. But if I stood up and got loud and even hit a table, everybody would stop to look country. at me. And I think that's a type of reaction or that they're trying to go after by destroying certain areas now. Here in LA, with it, I don't really see the purpose of it. Like It's not necessary. You can peacefully protest, yeah. march down the street, clog up the 110, whatever you want to do. But for you to just run into downtown areas and just start destroying for no reason when it hasn't really hit us right now in this moment, now back when Rodney King, go ahead. But I think it's just like, that's that's just how I view it. It's
0: an interesting discussion. And that's one that I think that's you, we get these awkward situations that I wonder, take us from the real the real issue, but also I wonder at some point we're gonna have to look at, right? As far as, um, I was watching one discussion, uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube, trying to see different interviews and interactions, and it can get very polarizing quickly as far as just like this, this one guy was saying like, listen, the instances I'm seeing, he says, are any of the black guys, or any of them, completely innocent walk on the street and the cop just comes up. And the, and the guy's like, that's not the point. The point is how they're being treated or how they're being, they, they got in this polarizing thing, you know, as far as one just focused on was a criminal act being done. You know, you should have said yes sir, no sir. maybe they were belligerent they panicked, ran away, things like that. The other one was saying, you're missing the issue. Like, like this is a, you know, this is beyond, this is brutality. Mm-hmm. This is beyond that. This would not happen in a white neighborhood, suburban area. You don't see you ever see these films in a white neighborhood, right? But it became very polarizing as far as just like, where is there in that where we begin to, once the emotion, it's going to die down and that's where I worry that then, like you said, you know, the the emotions are being raised for a reason, um, but then it's going to die down and then, and then it just goes silence takes masks. things like that and it's complex it is it is complex. Yeah. And are we afraid of those complexities yeah I mean I think it's just you know
1: do we con- do we keep picking out what part of the story that we want to argue Happen because that's what every yeah. you know I think that's what everybody yeah, will everybody do everybody will pick out the piece that they want to argue um, whether you're Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, only the black community got it rough <laughs> right now. So it's like, which part of this are you gonna pick out? Where are you gonna stand? And I think you're right. You have to unmask the whole thing. And you just have to sit down and say, yep, he got arrested for absolutely for something. I'm assuming cops just didn't show up just for no reason. Um, but what happened shouldn't have happened. And what happened has been happening. So how do we? How do we start to get better? You know, and let's stop. Let's stop picking out everybody the, the little faults. You know, you know, bad was Back. You know, a bad cop here, a bad cop there. You know, this person probably shouldn't have been in that community when he was. Like, we can do that all day. We can keep repeating. That's we what's can, happening. Is and that's what's happening. Stories that kind of right. It's like and well, you, you know, and you're in this camp or you're in this camp, and it's like. Let's one, and I think you kind of said it said it earlier. Let's be people of faith first. Um, I think leading with our faith is probably the, the best thing that we can do, um, and come from a, a point of loving people and caring about people. Whether you agree with my, you know, what I'm saying or not, you know, I'm going to treat you the way I would want to be treated. Um, and let's 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 talk about it. Let's start.
5: You know,
3: I,
1: I, I don't it's know how to at. fix it. It's kind of where we're at right now. It's kind of where we're
5: at, at. you know. Yeah. Can um, we agree with that we just in a broken, fragmented area and, you know, yeah.
1: come up? I think I, I was listening to a, uh, a message by uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, and I kept thinking um, Onesimus is coming. Mm-hmm. Ah. And it's the book of Philemon where Onesimus is a slave, and I believe the story, he runs away. Yep. And Philemon is mad and upset because he ran away, but he ran into Paul and Paul converted him. And he said, now look, Philemon, I know you mad at Onesimus. I know you upset with him because you didn't get your work out of him. but he's worked more to you. Since he's been with me, he's been converted and he's no longer a slave. He's a brother, he's one of us now. And I think the question is, can we all sit around with people that don't look like us, with people that not from the same background of of us, but can we all sit around and say, Onesimus is now a brother. Yep, he did some stuff that was wrong, he did some stuff that wasn't, but can we accept this person as a brother? regardless of what it is. Can we now start to open the book and say, you know what, we was wrong. Shouldn't have ever said that. Yep, shouldn't have ever did that years ago. Yep, these people who did this 40, 50 years ago. Yep, I'm I'm sorry, but can I draw a line in the sand and between me and you and whoever else start from here on out and make it better? And I think that's kind of where we're at. Love that. I love that illustration. Because I think Onesimus is coming. And I think Paul wrote and said, look, I need for you to accept him as your brother, not as your slave. Mm-hmm. I need for you to do this. He said, because you you owe me. Why? Yeah. Paul, used a little guilt Paul, Paul, Paul <laughs> <guilted him into laughs> it. he said, you yeah. know, you, you know, you, you kind of owe me. You yeah. know, we've been through some things. So I'm sending somebody to you that can help you. But he's going to need some help. But he's not coming back to you as his slave. He's coming back to you as his brother. So my first thought process, you know, to close it up, was like, you know, oh, and miss is coming. You know, I don't know what that looks like. It's coming. as people as mad, frustrated. It's going to be some people that's coming as that's loving and as kind. Um, but I think it's, you know, for the Christian community to stop and kind of weed out, you know, we're not going to argue with you about that. We're not going to, but we're going to love you in such a way um, that we can slowly keep moving things forward. So.
0: And I wonder if, and maybe I'm generalizing too much. And I don't like to generalize because I just preached on not generalizing, but I'm gonna generalize. Because <laughs> I'm forgiven by Jesus. So I don't get but I, I, I wanna maybe a, to make a point as far as um, I wonder if and I'm trying to think of interactions I've had with, with black pastors over the years, if there's a sense of are you really sincere from the black community, black pastors like White pastors come like, what can we do, what could you do? Are you really sincere? Cause then it's like, you want, you need some money? And, or we're gonna come in and solve it for you. Like we're the, we're the smart ones. We're gonna come in. I wonder if it's been a little, I just wonder. And then I wonder for some white pastors where there's been a little bit of throwing the line out, no bite, and it's like, uh oh, super skeptical of me. You know, as far as, and so uh, it's been difficult to say from my perspective, it's been very difficult to reach out and to create conversations and it's almost easier not to do with pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll also say this, that pastors in general are very insecure and they don't even like talking from the street over to street over cause they feel like you're going to steal their congregants. And now we're going cross-cultural where they don't know my experience. I don't know theirs. So they could just be coming like, I don't want to talk to this guy, this guy, you know. so the complexity I feel like goes up. So that's been my experience where man, mm-hmm. it's tough to even bridge, and especially I've gone into, um, cause churches do a lot in urban environments, but, uh, it's difficult. And I wonder if they, if there's a sense of like, we don't know if you're really sincere, if you're just trying to feel good, throw some money into it. Um, so that's been my experience is now we're, we're focused on the church now. Right. Right. Um, and I honestly, that's what I don't know what to do. It's like, okay. What, and what does that really look like? Um, don't know. So maybe that is what it is right now. These conversations just need to.
5: Yeah, you know, I know we
1: talked last week, and I think the big thing that came out, well, one thing that came out of it was uh, when you see something, say something. Um, you know, if somebody is buying a house and they make the comment that you know I don't want to live in you know a neighborhood where you know there's these people or these people. The loan officer hear that, say, you know what? Let that person go get along somewhere, because I don't want to have nothing to do with it. If you see something, say
0: something. Can't and I can't silent anymore.
1: Right, we, right. And I think we're at the point where you're on the construction site and you're laughing with your buddies and somebody, you know, we've all heard the Mexican, the black, the white jokes. You know, we've all heard it, right? But I think there's a line that comedians can get up on stage and they can make jokes and say stuff and get away with it. But there's a point on the job site where we can't can't, we can't let it ride no more we can't can't let it go no more and i think it's right now your generation who's like i'm not laughing at that no more bro that's wrong and i think it's our now our generation that we can now honestly speak up and say nah bro that's nah. i get where you're coming from but that's kind of rude and be and we don't have to be confrontational. We don't have to be, you know what I mean? But we can be so honest at this point because we're now having these conversations with our wives and family behind closed doors. Whereas before, it just got closed and nobody said anything. But now, that that that's open. That, that's been rocked. It's open now. It's completely open. So I think that's kind of where we're at. That's how do you how do we get there as a church? I, I don't know. But right. I think it starts, you know, yeah. like this.
2: I hear you saying that. But to me, the jokes were never funny. Mm-hmm. I've always had a zero tolerance for jokes. Because underneath the jokes, the it's, it's, it goes back to your to the heart. Out of the mouth, the heart speaketh. Right. And you may claim that you're joking. Right. But where did that come from? Where right. did that come from? Right. I'm always sports. to the root. Right. I'm always right. getting to the root of right. the problem. Where did that come from? So that's why no jokes, and I don't care of any race. Right. I don't want to hear any of it. Right. And when I say zero tolerance she in the workplace, right. it, I mean it, <laughs> I do mean it, right, right, because right. I will not have it. I, know. In I was in a room,
4: where it was, it
2: was Just, bad, you know, about. In my, <laughs> in my <laughs> house, amongst my friends or any, we right. will call you out. Yeah. Well, we're gonna call you out long, long before right. this was a conversation. Right. Because right. I think that that sometimes, that, in and of itself, shows you allowed it. Right. Shows right. you and tells you that it's here. yeah it tells you that it's okay to treat someone less than or to classify someone yeah. or to target someone or to label someone. It's never okay to do that. It's never okay. We're all humans. Right we all want to be loved we all want to be respected we all want to thrive we don't want to just survive we want to thrive right. and, and everyone should have that opportunity to do that and
5: it's not a matter of hey lighten up.
2: yeah you know, no have some respect exactly have some you respect
5: know, absolutely exactly
3: and, and, I Brian agree. and i
5: talk about this a lot you know we, we speak oftentimes it's it's people's delivery mm-hmm. you know and, and i can say one thing and you can say one thing somebody's going to you know, here in two different ways. But if we can come at it from a sense of love and respect, like for instance, I never got in a lot of fights when I was when I was a police officer. I just didn't. You know, I, I don't want to fight. You know? I, I spent too much time hiring right. a
2: yeah. um, But there's some, there's some guys that are
5: looking for it. There That's are. pristine. Yep. And I think the way I got, about it, got out of that was just talk to them with respect. Yeah, right. Hey, man. Do you, do you got a minute? I'd like to talk to you. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm just telling you that right now. I'd like to chat with you though. Um, that would disarm people. Right. That would take the barrier down. And hey, my name's Brian. It's not, I'm Officer Bruce. Right. I'm Now I've positioned myself as a as another human, yeah. not as a authority figure. You know, so it's just delivery to people. And I got along You know, with a lot of people. And a lot of people would give me what I need. And you know, hey, I made a mistake back there, you know. You went you down a fight or something and then you put your hands on her. I don't know what you guys got going on. And by I understand there's probably a lot of stress. You can't do that. Would you agree that you can't? Yeah. Okay. There's a consequence here. you are gonna have to go to jail. Okay. All right, you're right, I, I made a mistake. You do what you gotta do. Nine hundred ten times, I'd be like, they, at the end, they're thanking me for wrestling mm-hmm. I never had to think for wrestling. <laughs> what I get to think for was treating with kindness and respect. And there needs to be more of that. And you de-escalate the, the system. Of course, yeah, I was the system. thinking of. your And it everywhere. just goes back to the that training. Is.
2: That's right. Yeah. It goes back to the yeah. training. It's, 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 you can handle things so much better and when you just And there needs to, to calm be calm emotional
5: down. intelligence training yeah. too, right? We talk about that a lot in our meetings, is when you get it, in my time, I've never, ever, 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 ever Heard that it's okay to put your knee on somebody's neck that was, that's in yep. handcuffs. We want to talk about that, we can talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll kick it off. It was always a given, you know, in the in Marine Corps, you know, you're with your brother, you're in a certain company. Um, hey, if I get out of line, you're going back, okay? If there was a use of force situation and we see any of this, and I'm looking around this whole room, anybody's getting out of line, you absolutely have permission to pull me up. I'm getting way too emotionally yeah. involved. Yeah. My emotional intelligence is yep. out exactly. the window, and I am—I um, I need to be yanked. And there needs to be more of that,
4: mm-hmm. you know.
5: And a lot of my police officer friends, you know, a lot of us are retired now, but we just call call each other on the phone like, "What was that?
2: Exactly. Never trained, never, mm-hmm.
5: never—you never learned that in the academy. It was, we never did. saw it. Um,
0: it's just a." Yeah. I think that's where, God, we can't do everything tonight, but maybe we need to continue have more conversations, but get into what does it look like? There's gonna be educational things. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be relationship things. There's gonna be reforming. Uh, there's gonna be responsibility in the white community. There's gonna be responsibility in the black community. When we get to that time to say, what does all that look like and who plays what role? Cause everyone's gonna have expertise. like. I can do the educational piece. I would love to talk to, to uh, especially in urban inner city environments, what do the leaders need? How do we partner? Um, that would be phenomenal to eventually get there saying that how can the church be on the forefront? How can we support? How do we have these just all these complexities it would be amazing to and then begin to work on like our church? I was talking to someone like, well, you're gonna talk about what are you gonna do? And I go, I don't know, I need to be informed first so it's not coming off as in the Like, there you go. Okay, we're good. No guilt, we get yeah. to move forward. It's like, but I go, I-, I, I, I Yeah, exactly. That's what I was
2: thinking too. But
0: I, 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 don't, I don't know, but I'd love to, to get in there and when everything cools down, I'd love to still be working in the silence. And just like you said, I'm not, worrying, I'm not waiting for politicians. We're gonna get in there and then we're just gonna, and we won't see change in six months, but in six years, and there'll be no news media, but I can go to bed at night saying, whatever other right. people are doing, we were a part of it. right. 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 We, saw right. Mm-hmm. right. we saw a little community right. change, we saw a little.
2: We saw our team yeah. right. come be united as one, you know, right. even if it just starts with this little team and right. then it spreads and keeps spreading, and the next thing you know is the community. And that's what I'm hopeful. Yeah.
0: This is what Martin Luther King Jr. talked about yeah that there has to be a continuation, which is gonna take leadership, which we're lacking in our country. So you gotta rise and if you're called to it, the Lord's called you to it or your parents have trained you for it. Leaders need it, always will be needed, right? That's what I'm excited about. So there's hope, you know, a lot of of hope. Has there been anything I wanna be able to give time, and I know it's it's been a little while, um, that we haven't talked about or just even thoughts are like, you know what? This is just on my, my heart as we're sharing with her about this process or a topic or things that you're like, I think it's important to at least lay it out here as we're discussing something. Talked about
3: a lot. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say we talked about a lot, good a lot. start. We talked about a lot, a good start.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, one thing that came to my mind and I heard somebody talk about it, um, and it was definitions. it was like uh, um, if you read the definitions of um, black and what it means and if you one of the last definitions of black you know in the dictionary it says opposite of white Um, black being dark you know words like um, uh, black ball black market black um, and whatever you know, you want to add to it. Um, and the word "white," meaning pure, um, I mean like kind, honest, or whatever. Um, we gotta get to a point in the community, both black and white, um, when that first graders or second graders are doing definitions. Mm-hmm. And Jamal gets up and reads the definitions of what black mean and the beautiful little blonde haired white girl gets up and reads the definitions of white that he doesn't feel bad. He didn't create them definitions. But if somebody don't know when they're starting out and you read that, you're like, He's reading all these things that mean black. And then the last one is says, opposite of white. You feel less than.
0: This is the beauty of being honest where we come together and say, what can I learn? What can I say? And I I, I think what's important, and I'll speak specifically to our churches and, and I don't want to overstate this. We might have to edit this, I don't know. But there's gonna be people like, you're being overly sensitive. I don't think they're gonna last that access. They're gonna to go to a different church because it's exactly what Christ called us to is to be sensitive to one another as much as we can. Now, if there's a line where I can't, right. that's fine. But the Bible says, as much as you can. Right. And I think that's the beauty of these kind of conversations. Like, even as a pastor, I hear that, I'm like, Whoa, I've got to be so good with my words. And I would love it as I'm preaching, if I say something for someone to like pull me aside and then love to be like, I'll say that again. Okay, what do I say? <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? But I think there's a fear there, but that what a beautiful community where we'd be like, Hey, what's going to help communicate? Cause we're, we're trying to communicate it well.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, that would be a, that would be a beautiful, um, beautiful thing. So many things I shared that I'm like, I just didn't know. Like I hear, I could see it in your body, the fear I'm just like, it's a world, that's a whole. And what's crazy is I've been exposed to a lot of things. So there's like my wife grew up white suburbia kind of a thing. Something I'm thinking like, if I grew up with a lot of stuff but I'm still kind of like, eh, and I hear you. And I'm like, oh, this gap is, right. of the emotional connection mm-hmm. is like.
2: So disconnected.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm leaving with. And I guess some of the things like, what are we leaving with? I'm just leaving with like, oh, the gap's bigger than I realized. Mm-hmm. And then the nuance things, you know, of, you know, maybe if I don't agree with some of the signs of the protest, like I saw some protests, I saw some signs. I'm like, that's horrible. But maybe it's like, too bad. I got to hit the higher cause and just overlook those things. And so it's testing those things where I'm like, how do we get to the root cause I'm hearing this. And so those are some things that are, that are hitting me. Um, I'm kind of leaving with tonight. What about for the rest of us? Is there anything particular, what we're kind of leaving with tonight? I think one thing that struck me and if I'm honest,
5: got me a little emotional was one time coming off the freeway at Rancho Cal and you get off Rancho Cal go East and go up Guinez and the protesters. Yeah, I'm just driving along, you know, my truck and just trying to get home or anything like that. And I, I support, even Deegan was like, hey dad, can we go down? And I was like, yeah, we can, I, you know, I'd like to expose you to this. And, um, but a couple, uh, people jumped out and they're, they're, hitting my car and this and that. And I'm like, all right, I don't care about the car. The car is replaceable. <laughs> I don't want you to get hit mm-hmm. first and foremost. I respect you. But it almost, uh, it almost brought you to tears. Like this sucks. Yeah. This really is bad. It is. Yeah. And Deegan, uh, one of them, one of the other times Deegan was with me and he's, um, it's can you explain this to me? And I was like, I'm going to do the best I can, but I'm not going to hit the mark on this. I'm going to be off. And so you know, we explained it to him. Um, and then just the other night, Black Angus got tagged up. And we saw a group of people out there with buckets, you know, black, white, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and they're wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. Yeah. And they're jumping and they're doing, doing this. And it's like, the deacon was there, and I was like, that's what it's about. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't have explained it any better than pointing over there to my
0: left to show. That'll never make it on the news. Nope. Mm-hmm.
3: That's I'll never traps- make it on the news. Yeah, that's, and
0: that, that's where we got to inform yeah. and show, because uh, the news wants to make it inflammatory for mm-hmm. all sides, yep. but there's amazing stories. Mm-hmm. doesn't sell. Yeah, it doesn't sell, but there's amazing things happening. And so yeah. what's the rest of us? What do we kind of feel like we're leaving with today?
6: For me, it's just the importance of, of language. You know, there's all sorts of constructs that people try to, that exist in, in American culture, especially when now you have media trying to paint one picture, social media, like you have so many different things. And, and just remember to bring all that down to a human level of having a conversation, you know, and, and having the importance of language you know the importance of of what my words will do to you you know and i think a lot of times we we forget that we forget that the way i communicate can affect you can affect the person i'm speaking to people and, it, and it's ignorance on my part because i don't know where they're coming from i don't know their experience i don't know their fears or thoughts of you know, you know so i think it's just a reminder of, you know, we have to bring this situation down to to really understand our fellow human beings and what they're experiencing. And it's okay to disagree. Yeah.
1: Man. Yeah. I think my, mine is just, it's okay. It's okay for you to like Chevy and I like food. It's okay for you to... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think we've gotten to a point where we can't uh, disagree as adults anymore. And it's frustrating. It's like only thing we can disagree is sports. We can argue about football. We can argue about basketball. We can argue about all this stuff. But when it comes anything outside of that realm, people literally take it personal. Like it's, it's my opinion. It's your opinion. I'm probably not all the way right. You not all the way right. But can we agree that, you know, this little bit piece is probably true and your little bit is probably true and it's okay. And we don't have to solve it right here, right now, but we can disagree
0: and still get along with each other and still laugh and still joke. And here's the thing that I find though is as we have these conversations, sometimes we realize we don't disagree as much as we, it's language. So we think we disagree and then it's like, oh, wait, okay, well, oh, we do. Just the way you were saying it, or the way you were saying it, made it sound like there's this division. And that's what I find is that rhetoric and what I hate about posting. (laughs) And I got grieved because I didn't post right away, but I'm not, I'm like, no, you put it on there and knowing Mm -hmm. to choose words. And also let's wait to see I'm not super reactionary. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, slow it down. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a lot of great, but here's the other thing too is, I think there's unity within diversity, but there is also division, Yeah. right? Unity, diversity and unity means this, we're unified to the end result, but we're different in how we want to get there. Mm -hmm. Division is you want this and I want that. Oh, we're not. And if we go back Mm -hmm. to the civil rights movement, I mean, that's where Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. You saw that there wasn't um, diversity and unity. You had some divisive, especially early on, right? Right, right, I know later on there's some changes um, uh, with Malcolm X, but barring that, you saw that. So that's what I'm trying to figure out is where are we unified as far as the end result? Yeah, we want equality. We want the police to be able to do their jobs, but do it respectfully, do it evenly, do it well-trained. Keep your head because there's no excuse for as well, they did a criminal act. You can't go that far. That doesn't give you the right, like where we have this and then let's police reform. There might be a lot of diversity within that, but we got want it or, you know, racial reconciliation. There's some people that don't though. And that's where I'm like, yeah, if you're not with us in some of this stuff, especially what God wants to do, right. then I'm like, it is a different vision. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, what's kind of interesting to talk that through, you know, as far as just like, and here's what's interesting is and again, tell me if I'm off. This is why I like conversations. Because I, 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 I don't know, you know? I don't know. But in general, as the majority, right, for white people, masking it, being like, ah, the problem can't take care of self. Now you have a strong, that I consider a strong undercurrent in the black community. It's like, we, we'll go back to segregation. <laughs> we're, we're, we're 15% of the What's that? 50 million, 60 million, that's a little bit stronger than before economy wise. Yeah, we'll take our athletes, 55%, by the way, not 70%, okay. up the stats, 55%, <laughs> right? 55%, yeah, we'll take all that money, all our college athletes, and it will go, like you're seeing this undercurrent, the amount of segregation happening with um, uh, the, the graduation ceremonies that are starting, Ivy League schools, they're all starting to have segregated and it's by mm. people in the black community being like, we'll do it ourselves then, right? Now you can say, I know some people watch in, you got liberalism conservative. Uh, all right, there's, right, I'll give you that. But we're starting to see this. And I wonder like, I wonder, I always tend to think, well, Martin Luther King, I just wonder what you'd like, that dream thing, like, is this all a part of it? or Are we missing some pieces? So those are the things that kind of go through the mind. I'm like, hmm, these undercurrents that are interesting, where if we don't come together, then we are also gonna really get groups that are like, fine, we'll actually go back to, but we'll self-impose. Right. Um, which I don't think is healthy because then we don't know one another and then we're lobbing bombs, right? Translation. Yeah,
2: I think if you go back to your faith, if you, if you think that heaven is going to be segregated,
4: you're out. You ain't going to be there. You ain't going to be there. You're, lost. you're <laughs> lost. When
2: God said he created man in his image, yeah. he created us all in his image. Right. God doesn't make mistakes. Yep. You're either going to believe some of what he says or none of what yeah. it says i mean it's, it's you, you got to either believe all or nothing that is where that all or nothing comes in yeah. Yeah. In, in your faith and so if you think that here on earth let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it, it is, is in heaven. heaven if you think that this world it's not a true reflection of what heaven is going to look like, what all of us together. That's the beauty of it. God didn't make every animal the same or every person the same or every one of us the same shades of color. He made us uniquely, beautifully, and wonderfully made. And I'm telling you, I'm walking away with it. I'm proud of who I am. Mm-hmm. i I'm telling you. There are probably lots of African-Americans that are marching forward and saying they're proud of who they are, because I know that God doesn't make a mistake and that we are who we are. And I often tell my kids how beautiful and wonderful they are, because they are. Mm -hmm. And God knows it. So I'm telling you, the heart, you still got to go back to the heart. Over 67 verses in the Bible talks about the heart. Why do you think he talks about the heart so much? Man looks on the outside, God looks at the heart. Create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Why do you think there's so much conversation about the heart? The heart is a treacherous thing. Out of the heart, the mouth speaking. All of that is scripture.
0: And that's where the church, I think, yeah. could be on the forefront of bringing the kingdom of heaven down. Right. And I think that we're going to have to, when I talk about that diversity and unity, we're going to have to, there's some people that are divided. It's like, let's go back to segregate. I mean, in the upper echelons of academia right now, huge push. Uh, and so that's where the church can say, no, we're going to come in a peaceful yeah. and we're going to unite and for us to be on the forefront. But we've got to have honest conversations in the church. Because honestly, like when I hear either of you say, and you both have said it now, feeling less than, and if we've done something, like to me, it's just like what? Like stop, 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 stop the whole thing. We've we've got family members that are saying overlooked, feeling less than. We've got to take care of that in the church, and that's all I can control. And then we can move forward. So those are the things that resonate in me when I hear that. And like, whatever we're doing to produce that, whether it's all of us, some of it, it's got to go because we got to bring the kingdom of heaven, so they see Jesus in what we're doing. Um, leaving here tonight with. Thoughts, feelings, anything like that. Jamal, for you,
4: what has this experience been like and what are you kind of leaving with? I think this has been a great experience. I've never sat down in a setting like this and talked about real world issues in this type of situations and I I enjoyed it actually. And so this is something I would wanna do more of Getting to know people, talking, sitting down, and actually hearing stories, sides, views, because I I can listen to you, I can agree, and and, like we can agree on certain different things, or we can agree. He said, "Agree with a smile." He was like, "I can agree with it." (laughs) (laughs) Like we we, keep pushing, like I'm not gonna take, see you in a different way. Yeah. Don't uh, agree with my viewpoint on things. Like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. And so. I, I really enjoyed it and moving forward. Like, this is something I'll, I'll try to do with my friends as well, of like sitting down. Like We, we do it more often now. So like We'll have lunch together, dinner, and we'll sit around a table and just start talking yeah. about stuff that's going on. And I think it's healthy to start the movement and the change that we all want to see.
5: Thank you for listening to today's podcast.
0: For more information or to get in contact with our pastoral staff, please go to gotoaccesschurch.com.